beautiful friends. Welcome to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit elements of building a thriving, successful, creative business and life. I'm your host, Sarah. And I appreciate you, as always, for being here, for listening, for hanging out with me. It means a lot to have you here. So today's episode is something a little bit different, and it's really unexpected. And I just want to give you a little uh, preamble to what you are about to listen to. Um, A couple months ago, I took a short marketing workshop with Simone Grace Soul, who is awesome. She has a podcast called Joyful Marketing. Highly recommend you check her out. And she did a summer camp program where it was a two-week little marketing... It was really fun. I don't really know how to explain it except that there were games and everyone picked the game that they were going to play for the two weeks. And then there was a little book that told you how to execute your activity. And the one that I chose was about gathering testimonials using her method for gathering testimonials, which is to get your client or former client on a video chat and ask them a handful of questions. And she gave the questions. And then you have them talk. And at the end of it, you aren't supposed to like release the video. You're supposed to transcribe the interview and use that to cut down a written testimonial based on what they said. And she said, this whole thing should take five minutes. And I was like, this is funny because you clearly don't know me and my clients where we just, we be talking, we will talk. So today I had a call with one of my clients, Elsa Karinke. Her business is called Elsa's Offerings. Elsa is a healer, a guide, a teacher, and a coach who works in somatic modalities. She has a membership called The Well, where she leads Yoga Nidra and her tribe of who she calls rebel meditators. And she also has group and one-on-one programs called The Deep and The Dive. And Elsa and I worked together one-on-one in her business last year, and we stay in touch. We talk on Instagram pretty regularly. We check in via Voxer periodically. And I asked her to hop on a call with me to do this testimonial process. And the things that she said really blew me away. An unexpected part of this process that I just hadn't anticipated was the kind of Uh, mild awkwardness of asking someone like, why did you choose to work with me? And then having them start to say really beautiful, kind things about you to your own face. So I I got a little weepy um, just hearing her reflections. And midway through the things that she was sharing, I decided, oh, this is going to be a podcast episode. So you will also hear me ask her, can I just make this a podcast episode? Because it was so valuable and so special, the things that she was sharing with me. So you are about to hear a conversation that began um, not intended to be shared and throughout the process became something else entirely. And I'm really touched and moved by the things that Elsa shared about what her experience was like working with me. And it was so affirming and confirming to hear that my main philosophies of how I approach this work, which is really that we are human first and uh, creators or practitioners second and business owners third, and that the work that we do in our business is personal development work, that the my life coaching it very much informs my business coaching, and that you know information about 
launch plans and strategies and what to do uh, are only helpful if your nervous system and your capacity and your mindset and your body are primed for you to implement those actions. And the work that we do in business coaching really uh, ripples over into your whole life. And Elsa said all of that on her own without me prompting her. And it was really powerful for me to hear that reflected back. So I hope that you enjoy this episode and I will hop back in at the end to share a little bit uh, with you about some things that I have coming up and ways that you could work with me as well. All right, let's get into it. Why did you want to work with me? What drew you about me when you could have chosen any coach? Yeah, absolutely. I, okay. (laughs) I got a lot to think about it for a second. So I think what drew me to you was just your lack of cookie cutterness. Um, I know that's not like a real word, but I really, (laughs) I really felt like, I mean, it was really the psychographic thing of like, you hold so many different elements at the same time. Like, the dance, the CEO, the body positivity, like the recovery that you have in so many different areas. Um, and I felt, I feel like you really weave all of that together and just this beautiful mastery of your craft. And I feel like more than a lot of other coaches that I had discovery calls and stuff with, I really feel like you treat each client as an individual, mm-hmm. which <laughs> I'm start crying. I know, me too. I was like, wait, I didn't anticipate this part of the process. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> like, and that is really important, especially when you're investing the amount of money that it is and just the intimacy of the relationship, you know? Like, yes, of course you have outlines and ways that you work and, you know, like formulas in the sense of like how to do things from a business perspective. But I just always felt like you really saw me And like everything we did was so specifically tailored to my brand and my mission. Um, And I'm like, it's so clear that that's how you work with all of your clients, you know, like they're, none of them are the same. And lastly, just your earth energy, it was really helpful for me. I'm all fire and air, like natal chart wise and like, elemental dominance in my entrepreneur life. And so I felt like when I would have a new idea, I would be like, and it's this and it's that, (laughs) like these are the things. And you had such an ability to bring that into like a third dimensional, packageable, concrete thing, you know, like product. Um, And that was something that I really needed help with. And I feel like through working with you on that, I've gotten better about like doing it myself. Um, so I really appreciated the fact that you helped me a lot with like the practicality of business as well. What were some of your biggest concerns and worries about working with me, if any, before we started? Ooh, um, I honestly feel like I didn't have a lot. And I think the reason for that was 
you had given me a lot of kind of free coaching, you know, like we had had a lot of voice note conversations in the DMs. Like I had had my eye on you for like two years before we worked together. And, you know, like I joined Master Moon and like I did little things with you. And so by the time we worked together, um, I was pretty like, I didn't have a lot of qualms. I guess, you know, like there was just that concern of like, this is a huge investment. Like, am I going to see the financial return? <laughs> you know, like I didn't know. And I did like, well, like I made back my whole investment plus significant amount um, during our time together. So I would say that was probably my only main concern, which didn't turn out to be a concern. I love that. What has been your favorite part of our work together? I always like Mondays at 1 p.m. were my favorite time of the week. Um, I looked forward to it all week. I feel like there were so many times, like even right now, like the last few days I've been, you know, kind of going through a little bit of like anxiety and discourage. When I, okay, I don't know if you've seen that meme circulating. That's like when I hear Shania Twain say, let's go girls, I feel like I could kick down a door. That's how I felt when I got off of every single coaching call with you. I'm not even kidding. Like I would come to our calls like, I can't do it. It's impossible. And I would leave being like, I fucking got this. Like this is easy. <laughs> you know, I can do this. So I feel like our calls were always such a, a shift for me energetically and incredibly empowering. And I also really appreciated just your intuitive ability to know what I needed that day. Sometimes I needed therapy, basically, you know, like sometimes I really just needed to process everything that was going on in my life, but it all tied to business because I was able to see where I was self-sabotaging my business with like unhealthy patterns in my life. And so, you know, some days we literally talked about taxes and budgets. And then some days we talked about dudes, you know, and I needed all of it. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this makes me emotional. Um, what was... You're really good at what you do, Sarah. Yeah. I really love it. Um, what was the biggest transformation for you? Ooh, um, there were so many, but I think the biggest one was, um, like I became a CEO working with you, mm. like period, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, um, you know, I, like I had had my business for about a year and like I was figuring it out and I was making money but like I have formulas and systems now like when I launch something like I know how to do it you know I like save money for taxes <laughs> like you know just like things like that you know like I really truly did go from Yes, I was a business owner. I had the LLC, but like I truly stepped into the seat of CEO in a very embodied way when we worked together. Oh my goodness. And how 
do you feel like that shift into CEO impacted other areas of your life outside of business? Wow. Um, this is going to be an emotional one for me. Um, like I walk with my power in the world, you know, like I am so much more clear, like on my worth now and like what I'm willing to tolerate from people. And I also am so clear on like putting myself and my business first, which is something that I like did not know how to do for such a long time. And like, we had some tough conversations, Sarah, you know, like, there were times when you were like, this is what it is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, like, told me shit that I didn't, like, want to hear or that was hard for me to hear, but, I mean, like, like, I literally, like, recovered from, like, narcissistic abuse in our container. You know, like, you were one of the biggest influences in that for me. And, like, the way that I handle myself, like, sexually is completely different now. Like, I'm just so much more clear on my worth. And it comes from, like, such a healthier place. And I don't mean that it's been displaced on, like, the success of my business, because that's also just another manifestation of the same thing, you know? Like, I have highs and lows in my business now, but, like, it doesn't mean something about who I am, you know? Like, no one signed up for communion, and I'm not like, I suck. <laughs> my work sucks. I'm just like, okay, I need to, like, deliver the message in a better way, but, like, I'm still freaking awesome. And hi. Thank you. Um, and okay, this is actually like a huge thing. So there's been some conflict with my dad since I've been home. And the other day we had like a really healing moment. And he told me the whole, like, you're doing great. I'm so proud of you, blah, blah. And for the first time in my life, like, I didn't need it. Mm. Like, he told me that. And, like, the sun used to rise and set on that for me. Like, I needed it. Like, I needed oxygen. And I'm at a place where I was, like, it was nice to hear. But I was, like, I know. Like, I know I'm <laughs> bitch, I know. <laughs> no, for real though. I was like, yeah, I am doing great. And like I own that and I don't need anyone else to tell me that. And that was like 110% our work together. Oh my gosh. So crazy. Powerful. Yeah. I hope you can like use that. I don't know. Yeah. That. I, yeah, well, I hope I can too. I'm going to ask you. <laughs> no, you can, but I'm saying like in the way that I articulated it with my crying, but like, yeah. No, this like, is incredible. Um, what surprised you the most about our work together? Um, you know, you say this in your content sometimes about how, you know, like our businesses are just such a, it's like being in a relationship, you know, like it's a mirror for all of your shit. 
Um, and I was kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, I guess, you know, but I think like the level of personal growth that came through business coaching was a little bit unexpected to me, you know, like I expected to be able to like have a launch plan and like budget and all of that. But like, I didn't necessarily like, as I'm rebranding my business right now, you know, which of course, like largely has come from our work and like, I'm like rebranding myself, you know, like I am such a different person because of the growth that happened through showing up in a certain way in my business and like seeing things through and just rewriting those stories, you know, being a manifesting generator and kind of all over the place and like very shamed for that my whole life. Like, wow, like I have seen this thing through for like multiple years now and I'm gonna keep seeing it through no matter what it takes for as long as it takes. Mm -hmm. And like that commitment to my business has really just changed the way that I feel about myself. Wow. Yeah. And my last question is, who would you recommend me to? (laughs) Everyone? (laughs) Does that count? (laughs) Um, I, yeah, like, I really think that you are for people who, like, don't fit the mold, you know, and have always felt shamed for that and, like, really need to be met where they are, you know, like, just little, you know, little tools, like the Pomodoros thing has like changed my life, having ADHD and being a man gen and being all over the place. It's like, wow. Like, I think people who feel shame about the way that they work or they're like, maybe kind of like, like, can all these different parts of me be integrated into my business? Or like, is this appropriate in my industry? Like, I feel like you have this really beautiful way of helping people harness those things into like, no, these are your superpowers. And this is how we're going to use them. Bless Mm -hmm. you to make (laughs) you like the most empowered, amazing CEO you can be. Um, And so I think that's a really big one of your gifts. And that comes from all the work that you've done. Thank you so much. I, um, this means so much to me. And I am thinking about our conversation earlier about the work that you're doing for your new launch about people pleasing and boundaries. And I'm thinking about how much work I had to do to be able to have, like, like you said, like there were hard conversations and times that I told you things that you didn't want to hear that you needed. And there was so much of my life where the idea of someone being mad at me or not liking me was so profoundly dysregulating. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't have done the work that I do. Like what I had to go through when I, even I was already a coach when I started realizing like, oh, I can't need you to like me. Mm-hmm. I can't need to be your friend and be your coach. And we are friends, right? But like there are times when like the yeah. most beneficial thing you can do for someone who's in your space as a, as your client is be like, I'm going to say something right now that's going to make you hate me for a little while. And I'm willing for you to be upset with me in order to give you this information that I feel like you really need. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm willing to like to take that risk in our relationship 
for the overall health of like, I'm here to hold your vision of where you're headed, even in the moments where like the personal risk to me is Elsa's going to be mad at me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, like you said, like the recovery work that I've done and how that shows up in my business, I think for, for so many healers and for so many coaches, like our work is born of our own need and our own pain and this work around like the, the inner growth and self-esteem work I had to do to unhook my like desperate need for validation and approval from others so that I could be the best coach I could be for people. Mm-hmm. It's really profound for me to hear that reflected back as being a gift. Cause I remember how scary and how hard and how I would like have to gear up for hours before a call when I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to tell this client that it's them. <laughs> Like today's the day that I'm going to be like, so the problem is you. (laughs) No, not like that. But like, there's something that you're doing here that we have to look at and it's going to be really uncomfortable. And I know you don't want to, but I see it. And it's my job to tell you that I see it. And there's a chance that you're going to like fire me as your coach. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I, I, I want to start being a lot more out in the open in my messaging about like victim consciousness, you know, like even this idea that like it's genetic and you need to take meds forever is essentially like a a victim consciousness thing of like, well, I was born this way. There's nothing I can do. Mm. Or even with like the narcissism thing, like I feel like so much of the messaging is like they go for like empaths who are sweet and sensitive and giving and like, yeah. But they also go for people that have zero fucking self-esteem and no boundaries at all. Yeah. And it's not my fault that I didn't have that, but I have to address that. Like, I can't just sit here and be like, they're preying on me all the time because I'm so sweet and sensitive. It's like, no, I have to do the work to be able to have boundaries and be like, you're not treating me that way. Yeah, you know? and that gets so deep too, because they're like, I'm an empath. And you're like, that's the trauma, bro. Like, <laughs> there's a reason that you know what everyone's feeling when you walk into a room yeah. and you can look at a couple at a restaurant and be like, they just had a fight. Like yeah, exactly. because it was a survival mechanism. So yes, they like uh narcissists prey on empaths, but also you're mm-hmm. like you know, people also talk about like, oh, narcissists prey on people who are really high achievers and who like, you know, have all this stuff going for them and they work really hard. And they're like, yeah, but a lot of people who are really high achievers and a lot of stuff going for them are doing that for approval. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, like, I guess, the thing, you know, it's like, ultimately, that was hard. That was a hard realization for me of like, yes, I, that doesn't excuse the abuse. Like, they abused me and that was wrong. But if that's the end of the story, that keeps me stuck and a victim because there's nothing I can do because it's all about them. When actually I played a role in that, you know? And as much as that sucked to admit, that also means I have power to change and do something and create a different life for myself. And I would rather like sit with that shitty realization and then have power than be disempowered and a victim forever, you know, but people love being victims. And also it gets to keep you afraid, right? You get to always be afraid to put yourself all the way out there. Always be afraid of what's coming next because 
if there's nothing you can do about it, then every single new situation and relationship you walk into may be with a narcissist and you won't be able to save yourself or maybe with someone who takes advantage of you and there'll be nothing you can do about it. And so you always get to be in that story of like, other people are dangerous and therefore it makes sense for me to stay small, not put myself out there that much, whether it's in vulnerability with individual relationships or in our business when we have a belief that says like other people are just going to keep hurting me and I never know when it's coming and I won't be able to recognize it and there will be nothing I can do about it when it happens, then it totally makes sense to be small and self-protective. Yeah. And and I think too, like just to acknowledge you again, is like you were not a, well, I'm not saying you were not afraid. You overcame the fear to have those tough conversations with me, but you were also so soft when you knew that's what I needed you know like in the heat of some of those difficult situations in the fall you weren't like well let's look at your patterns you know it was just like let me hold you right now because this is really fucking hard about it later you know um and I really appreciated that a lot too yeah Ah, thank you so much for this. I really, really, really appreciate it. And I think it became something that I wasn't expecting it to become, which is going to lead me to say, can this be a podcast episode? I think I might just need to share the recording as it is. I think so. Yeah, I think that's cool. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, then- Wait, I just want to share one quick thing really quick about um, me setting a boundary and getting a client. I've been meaning to reach out to you and tell you this, but- so one of my clients right now in the dive is like a pretty long time friend of mine who I've always been like, you should be a fucking client. You should be a fucking client. Cause she's a friend, but I'm more of a mentor to her. Um, and she ended up doing the last round of the deep. She kind of reached out to me like out of nowhere and joined late and it was awesome. Um, but then we, she was continuing to like reach out to me a lot and like wanting answers quickly. And I was like, Fuck, like, I kind of need to set a boundary here. And this is really scary. And she's my friend and I don't know what to do. And she's gonna think I'm a bad friend and blah, blah. But finally, I just like, we communicate on Marco Polo. So I was just like, Hey, I was like, I love you. And I would love to support you at the level that you're wanting. I was like, my clients in the dive have guaranteed response times on like when I get back to them. Um, and I would love to be able to offer that to you. Like if you want to be a client in the dive, of course, I'm still willing to be friends with you and, you know, support you as a friend, but I won't be able to guarantee that I get back to you right away. Cause that's not fair to my clients who are paying me for those response times. And we had talked about the dive like a bunch and she was, and cause I realized what I was doing is like, I was giving that to her, hoping that she would sign up if she right. like saw how valuable it was and it wasn't working. Right. And I was like, I'm being manipulative, you know? <laughs> and so I had to like, and she had said over and over again that she couldn't afford it, couldn't afford it, couldn't afford it. And then finally I was like, here's the link, book a discovery call. Let's chat. She was like an immediate fuck yes. She was like, I'll put it on a credit card. I'm starting to work. Peak season's coming. Like, I'll be able to cover it. No big deal. Blah, blah, blah. And like every day, she's just like, this is so amazing. Thank you so much. Like, and we're doing such great work together. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so amazing. <laughs> I love that so much. 
Yeah. And it's so valuable too, to look at it as a dating parallel. Like that thing that so many of us do where we're like, like when the people talk about like giving girlfriend behavior to someone who hasn't made a commitment to you in hope that they're going to realize how valuable you are and give you the thing you want. Whereas like when you finally set a boundary with someone and you're like, oh, I can't keep doing this with you without job security. (laughs) Like, I need to be your actual, like there needs to be a title here. I need some commitment from you. I need some Mm -hmm. reciprocity here. I need some guarantees. I need like, this is what I need to feel safe in order to keep giving this to you. And like, I think so much, and I know we've talked about this a lot, but about like the language of consent. And I joke that everything I know about business I learned from bondage, but it's not really a joke. It's like we, when we have a history, a trauma history, a history of boundarylessness, of operating in all of our relationships without boundaries, being afraid that if we have needs or standards or desires that everyone will leave us, all of that stuff. We do operate in this way that is like this covert manipulation of like, I'm just going to try to give my way into love as opposed to just requesting what I want and saying, in order for me to give you this thing, I need something back from you that makes me feel safe to give it. And you have the right to say no. And when you do, we will separate or we'll renegotiate and I'll say, okay, well, then I can't give you all of this. I can give you this. Like, and we can put that out. But we can't have like a clear, clean consent negotiation if I'm not asking for 100% of what I need to feel safe mm-hmm. and just expecting you to know or guess or figure it out. And that that's really an unfair thing for me to do in my relationships. Um, and yes, it's rooted from fear, right? Like rooted in fear of abandonment and scarcity about love and approval and people going away. But everything gets so much cleaner and more easy when we just get to say, I can give you this in exchange for that. And it's the exact same thing in sales. Like Mm -hmm. I can give you this much of my time in exchange for this commitment from you. And this month, like, here's how we're going to operate within agreements around how this works. And everyone knows what's on the table and you get to say yes or no. Yeah. But if you can't do this for me, I can't continue to do my job for free. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's also interesting when I, like, um, last week when I did the, um, free class, the, how to have consistent five figure months, there were so many people who were like, I just think sales is so gross and I hate sales. But so often what they mean is that their model for sales is to operate outside of consent and to try to convince people to do something they don't want to do. That's what they think of sales as. It's like, how do I convince this person who doesn't want to give me something to give it to me anyway? And I'm like, no wonder you don't want to do that. Like, that sounds terrible. None of us are that kind of person. We don't go around being like, oh, this person doesn't want to sleep with me. How am I going to convince them to do it even though they don't want to? That would be so creepy. And so it's the same thing. Like, oh, how am I going to convince this person to pay me for something even though they don't want to? Like, Ew, like no yeah. one's asking you to do that. Please don't do that. Let's not do that. No. Instead, we just get to say, yes, I can build your website for you. And it's going to take this much time and cost this much money. Can you yeah. agree to that? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Really, really powerful. And I think to jump back to what you were saying earlier about the surprise of how deep this business coaching work really is and how much it's a mirror is that like, this is all sacral work, right? It's all about relationships and it's all yeah. about our creativity and how we share our gifts with the world and what is safe and how and who gets to decide 
uh, Rachel Maddox teaches this about sacral work. I get to decide what comes in and what stays out. That's mm. what the sacral is. I decide what comes in and what stays out. And for so many of us, we don't know, or we haven't really embodied that we have that power. And then we try to move into business, which is all about, I decide what comes in yeah. and what stays out. And there's no way to enter into these conversations with not just people, but like lots of people and lots of different kinds of people that like, then maybe your inner circle or who you're used to dealing with. There's no way to step into this work and have these conversations when we haven't addressed the child parts of us that are still so afraid to decide what comes in and what stays out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you for this unexpected podcast episode. You're welcome. Well, since this is not going to be a podcast episode and I'm going to intro you at the beginning, uh, Elsa, will you tell everyone where they can find you online? Where do you like to be found? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Elsa Karinke, just my full name, all one word. Um, you can also check out my website, elsasofferings.com. My newsletter is really where it's at. I share a lot of really awesome content on there, totally free that I don't share anywhere else. Um, and yeah. I will link all of that up in the show notes now that this is a podcast episode. Thank you. So much. Yeah. It was on my list of things to do to record a podcast episode today, and I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about. So it just worked out perfectly. Amazing. I love it. This is I so love cool. it. Thank you so much. I'm going to stop the recording now. So there you have it. As you could hear, uh, this was a conversation, right? There wasn't even really an intro, and that's because we had been talking for a while before I said, okay, I'm going to hit record now, and we're going to go into the testimonial process. And it just became such a, an important conversation and so um, powerful, I think. There's, there's only so much I can tell you about my work, but hearing from someone else what the results have really been like in their life, I think is a different thing altogether. And with that in mind, I wanted to tell you about a couple things I have coming up. So um, on August 19th, which is tomorrow from when I'm recording this, the doors will be opening to my brand new live four-week course, Elemental Launch Alchemy, where I'm going to be teaching you how to build and structure and schedule a live launch in your business using my brand new Launch Alchemy formula. This is a proprietary launching method, and so far three people have used the Elemental Launch Alchemy formula, and two of them have contacted me to say, my launch is going so well that I keep being afraid that I'm forgetting something. It's almost too easy and it's disconcerting that it's going so easy and that it is going so smoothly and feels like I'm not even launching. And that's really exciting. One person who's using it posted that they've already had two sales, one a pay in full, and they haven't even actually opened their cart yet. And they're only selling seven one-on-one -on -one packages. They've already sold two and the cart hasn't even opened yet. So the Launch Alchemy formula is 
pop in. And if you've been following me on social media, if you came to my recent workshop, How to Have Consistent Five-Figure Months, if you've been uh, reading my emails, if you've heard anything about Launch Alchemy, then you're already inside the Launch Alchemy formula yourself. So you know it works because you've already been pulled in Today, I had someone telling me that they felt like I've been in this launch for a really long time. And in some ways, I have, and in other ways, I haven't. But I've been laying the groundwork for this program for a while so that when the doors open, people would already know that I had something coming about launching and there's already people signing up. So it is really exciting to see this formula in action and see it coming to life. And I'm so excited to share it with you and to take you through it. So if you are trying to sell anything online, a product or a service, and you want to live launch in your business, I highly recommend you join us for Elemental Launch Alchemy. It is a four-week live done with you experience. It is also full of plug and play templates, swipe files, um, spreadsheets, things that you can use over and over and over again to make your launch planning really, really easy. And it's just one of the funnest things I've created in a long time. I'm very excited to share it with you. So the link for that is in the show notes. And I also have two spots opening up for one-on-one coaching. So if listening to Elsa made you realize that you wanted that kind of high touch, catered to you, catered to your business, in-depth look at what's going on for you and in your life that may be holding you up in your business and you want that level of attention, I would love to give that to you. I have two spots available for one-on-one coaching. I also have three spots open for my one-on-one coaching light package, which is a little bit less... um, contact. Instead of having three calls a month, we have one call a month, but it has a lot of the same in-between call support and also comes with a free membership to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Coven. So three of the light spots available, and I will put the link for both of those things in the show notes as well. In addition, of course, to links on how you can get in touch with Elsa if you want to learn more about her work and what she's doing in the world. Thank you so much for being here with me as always and for listening to the show. I know this episode was a little bit different and I hope you enjoyed it. That's our episode for today. Thank you as always for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time, so many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at Intuitive Edge Coaching or join my Facebook group, Unstuck Group, to suggest topics or people that you'd like to hear me interview on this show. Have a great day.